know that it's possible to survive the boss from hell without quitting your job or selling your soul? Hi, my name is Ken Williams and I'm a certified life coach and a master of connecting with people. I've had a lot of bad bosses because who hasn't? And I'm the host of the Bad Boss Podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to improve relationships at work so that you can survive the boss from hell. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of working with people that you never wanted to be friends with. If you're hoping to reduce your work stress and increase your job satisfaction when it seems impossible, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and learn how to survive the boss from hell. And happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's been a couple weeks. I was on a cruise and did not record, though I thought about it. And here we are, Monday. But everybody, every day is Monday, right? The, uh, the thing that I've been thinking about this week is happiness. Happiness. There's a book that I read a couple years ago that I really like. It changed the way that I thought about happiness. It's by Sean, and I don't know if I'll say his name right, Sean Aker, A-C-H-O-R, it's called The Happiness Advantage, and it turns the idea of happiness on its head. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. But I kind of saw this in action, really the opposite side of it, <laughs> maybe. Uh, a few years ago, I was working with a, a ramp agent, and he was miserable. He was miserable. He was always complaining about something. He was always dissatisfied with something, whether, and I don't remember if he worked directly for me or if he was, if he was just on a team that I was covering for a period of time, but he was just miserable. He'd get a, a request or an assignment to do something and he'd complain about that. He would have a new team member and he'd complain about that because now I have to train and mentor them and he'd get uh, a paperwork that needed to be done. And he'd complain about that. Everything, everything was a problem. Everything was going wrong in his life as, uh, as it related to work. And we work outside, we load and offload the planes. So everything that uh, would affect that, if it was weather, <laughs> he'd complain about that too. If it rains, we get wet. And so he'd complain about the fact that it rained. And if it was, um, hot and muggy he'd complain about that he was he was never happy unless he was unhappy and he kept thinking that if he was inside if he was working on one of the lines inside one of the outbound operations then he'd be happy and so he finally was able to make that change and he was not happy there either so the thing about happiness going back to Sean Aker's book we have this intrinsic belief, and I think it's fairly universal, that when something happens, when something changes, when I get the boss that I want, when I get the job that I want, when I get the peer group that I want, when I get the salary that I want, when I get the schedule that I want, whatever it is, then I'll be happy. And that's backwards. The, th the thing is that wherever we go, whether we're outside working in the rain or inside working where it's uh, warmer and more humid in the summertime, for example, our brain is still with us. Our brain goes with us. And so if we're an unhappy person, then we're an unhappy person. And it's not the situation that determines that. It's not the fact that 
we have a specific boss. It's not the, the fact that we have a specific job or a job title or salary or schedule or anything else. None of that is what determines our happiness. Now, absolutely, there are things that happen or don't happen that influence the the way, make it easier or more difficult for us to think about our happiness. Is this a situation that we want to be in? But it's still ultimately our thoughts. It's still ultimately our decision. It's still ultimately our experience that we need to draw on to determine whether we're going to be happy. So let me tell you about uh, a boss that I had. This is several years ago. I had a boss. This was somebody who did not understand my operation, did not understand it. And so I would call him to give him updates on here's what's going on. We're falling behind because we're uh, struggling because. And I felt like that was something that was important for me to do just to keep him in the loop and, and maybe get some support, maybe get some uh, resources, maybe get some uh, encouragement. And there were so many times that I would call and say, hey, here's what's going on. And I would get a reaction like, I don't know why you're telling me this, or I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. And yeah, I know, I know it doesn't make sense to you. And I know you don't understand it because you're not familiar with what I do in my operation. That made it really easy. That made it really easy for me to decide this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not a good uh, resource. He's not a good support. He's not a good, uh, um, he's not a good support system for me. So that's a natural uh, place for my, for my thoughts to go. He had high expectations. He wanted things. And I remember one time that, and I don't remember the exact situation, but I screwed up. I did something that did not result in what I ultimately wanted. And as I was trying to explain to him what happened, and and surely I wasn't 100% at fault. I had team members that were making decisions that impacted our success and or lack of success. I realized, I just had the thought cross my mind that he wasn't looking for excuses. He was looking for somebody to own the problem. And so I changed my approach. And I don't remember if it was that exact situation or if it was the next situation, but I remember going into him and, and telling him, we failed at this at this event. It was probably a load. We were supposed to load a plane and get it out on time. And it probably went late. And I just owned the entire problem. I just owned the failure. I blew it. I understand what I did wrong. I understand the opportunities that I missed and I fixed it. I've already addressed the, the problems and it won't be an issue again. And the reaction that I got from him was so different than anything that I'd ever gotten. Instead of a lecture or instead of him complaining about how unsuccessful that one event was, it was just uh, an acceptance of thanks. Thanks for thanks for keeping me in the loop. Thanks for uh, acknowledging where you fell short. Thanks for uh, owning the problem. And my relationship with him changed. And we'll talk more about relationships in a future in a future episode. But my relationship with him changed, and I. He still was not an easy person to work for, but I learned that I, I was able to have 
a lot more control over whether I was able to deal with <laughs> this difficult this difficult person. And um, it did not hurt my feelings at all when I got the message that my boss was changing. He was being moved to another part of the operation. Another person was moved uh, into my operation. So I had a different boss. And actually, it was a, a boss that I'd had before. Loved working with her. She was fantastic and had a great, a great experience. It was a breath of fresh air when I got to work with her because I knew her. I knew her priorities. I knew her methods. I knew uh, what the expectations were of me. And I was able to um, just kind of breathe easy for a, a time. But I also, going back to this other boss, I also realized that his high expectations, his um, demanding, uh, I don't even know what else to call it other than expectations, the, the excellence that he wanted out of his group made me a better manager. I improved because of where I, uh, I I was able to make changes that made my processes cleaner, made my, and really ultimately it's the ownership that I had over, over the, the results of my operation. Now, what does that have to do with happiness? Two things really. Number one, the, the way that I thought about the situation, the way that I approached it changed everything for me. The boss didn't change. And because I owned my failure, maybe his interaction with me was a little bit different. Maybe. I don't know. But the way that I interpreted the interactions that I had with him went through a different filter. Instead of the, he's trying to make me suffer, he's trying to make my life miserable suffer, uh, (laughs) he's trying to make my life miserable filter is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Everything was going through, he's trying to make me a better manager. And even the difficult lessons were easier for me to take because I chose to believe that he was trying to make me a better manager. And I was a better, a better manager as a result. So that's one thing. It's it's not that the situation changed. My job didn't change. My boss didn't change. My schedule didn't change. My salary didn't change. Nothing changed other than the way that I decided to think about it. That made a, made a huge difference. This is not always easy to do. It's not always easy to see the the uh, silver lining. And that's where it can be helpful to have a coach. And I'm happy to, to uh, answer questions for you. You can reach out to me, Ken at Chocolate, Ken at, that's my other podcast, Ken at KenWilliamsCoaching.com. And so that's one thing. The other thing is we were, um, I, I became uh, a true believer in the idea that we don't become happy when something changes, when I get the job that I want, when I get the boss that I want, when I get the salary that I want, when I get the schedule that I want, when I get the job title that I want, when I get the office that I want, when I get whatever it is, that's backwards. Sean's book, uh, Sean Aker, The Happiness Advantage says that we become happy and then our situation changes. And some sometimes the situation changes, sometimes it doesn't change, but the way we think about it does change. And the and And then it's not an act, it's not a mantra necessarily that we need to tell ourselves. It's a, it's an actual change in our happiness. So uh, thinking about, uh, about the ramp agent that uh, was just never happy. He got the job inside. He got the job that he wanted that he thought would make him happy. And he was not happy. He was still a miserable person. 
And he was just not happy unless he was unhappy. And so my question for you is, do you want to be happy? Do you want to change something, whatever that is, and we can talk through that. Do you want to change something that will result in your happiness? Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about identity and how that plays into it. That's a big part of it. And so that is something that we can um, use as as we discuss or as we play with the idea of, of happiness. But really, let that kind of sink in. Do you want to be happy or are you only happy when you have something to complain about? The bad boss is an easy, easy thing to complain about. In fact, I am... Uh, a member, <laughs> whatever that means, in some Facebook groups of uh, people uh, who are employed by certain companies. And the overwhelming tone of most of the posts is negative. People are just negative. This is the worst company I've ever worked for. It doesn't matter what they do. There's always some kind of an ulterior motive. It's not that they're trying to do what's right for the employee. They're trying to do what's right for themselves. And I understand businesses have to make decisions that sometimes affect employees and, and, but every single post to a, a, a surprising degree when I first uh, started reading some of them negative, we got a raise, but it wasn't big enough. Uh, we got a schedule change, but it wasn't good enough. We got a, uh, whatever it is, whatever it is, not good enough. And there are people that are like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it, what it is. I was talking to, uh, uh another manager that I work with who said that you could talking about some one of the people on his team. He said, you give this person a hundred dollar bill and they'd complain that it's wrinkled. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's how we are a lot of times. So my question for you is, do you want to be happy? Do you want to be happy? I uh, laugh about this now and, and there's a lot of truth to it. I remember, remember hearing some advice when I was newly married that I could be, <laughs> and it may have, it may have come from, uh, a comedian. Um, Jeff Allen, I think, is the comedian that I have heard it from, maybe from him or f- from somebody else. But you can be right or you can be happy. And so which one do you want to be? And he said in his marriage, he's been married for, I don't know, 40 plus, he's 60 some years old. So he's been married probably 40-ish years. And he says, I'm a happy man. <laughs> not right very much, but he's happy. And I'm not saying you have to be wrong to be happy. I'm just saying happiness is a choice. And do you want to be happy? If you want to be happy, and if you're if you're struggling with that, then go to the link in the show notes. I've got a link to my schedule. I'd be happy to sit down with you, chat for 15, 20 minutes. Just see where you are, what uh, what it will take, what changes might make it easier for you to be happy with the job that you have, with the boss that you have, with the people that you work with. I'd love to uh, I'd love to help you out with that. Like I said. Next week, we're talking about identity and how that plays into this whole thing. And and does it make a difference? The answer is, yeah, it does. So we'll chat about that. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Boss Podcast. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to have a better experience with your own bad boss, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at ken at kenwilliamscoaching.com or check out the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, don't forget to spread untoxic positivity everywhere.